Welcome to the Psychedelic Integration Podcast. We're your hosts, John Steiner and Sinclair Fleetwood. We're experienced psychedelic guides, retreat facilitators, and keepers of the sacred fire on a mission to help you transform your mystical medicine experiences into a sustainable way of life. Did you connect with a vision for your life through your work with plant medicines but have no idea how to make it happen? Are you struggling to maintain your spiritual connection, find your community, and be fully yourself? If you want to be unapologetically authentic, connect to your purpose, and live the life you know is possible, well then this podcast is for you. Hey y'all, welcome to the show. Today we're going to tackle a really important question that comes up for a lot of people who are coming into working with psychedelics and plant medicines. And that question is, so you want to be a healer or a psychedelic facilitator or a coach or a practitioner? Having a healing purpose and career around doing development and growth work. And today we're going to talk about what that means, what it looks like, and how you can step into that power and bring that into your life. Yeah, so first off, congratulations and thank you for well, hearing this call and choosing to answer it, right? Because for all of us, there was someone who held the space for this transformational experience for us, someone who shared their medicine with us, someone who, um, yeah, used a gift, a calling that they had to be of service to us. And it was through this calling that was answered that we were able to receive what we needed and um, so just saying thanks um, for hearing this call and and choosing to answer it so the next person can have someone sitting there holding the space for them while they <laughs> go through their transformational experience and yeah what we really want to do today is really talk to you about right some of the um, maybe not some of the pitfalls but some of the things to consider as you're um, as this call is being presented to you and um, try to investigate more like, you know, where is this call coming from? How am I going to answer it? And like, what things should I pay attention to and watch out for within myself and out on my path as I begin to walk it? Yeah, some obviously like we both had this experience ourselves of finding medicine and finding deep transformation within ourselves and then feeling called to continue our our work in that space. I remember this really well uh, when I was first, you know, kind of transitioning into doing this as, as a job. It's like when something exciting resonates with you, especially when it's new, your ego kind of starts to get a big head about it and is like maybe getting you thinking, oh, I'm the guru that everyone has been waiting for. <laughs> like, I, you know, I'm going to heal all these people and I'm going to be this super spiritual badass and I'm going to be the leader of, you know, the psychedelic movement and I'm going to, I'm going to save, you know, I'm going to save the people so they don't have to go through what I went through. And you know, even some people, I didn't have this particular one, but a lot of people are, you know, sit in two or three medicine ceremonies and are like, I want to be a shaman. And not really understanding how becoming a person that is taking responsibility to, to carry and serve medicine, like, what does that even look like? It's just the ego connecting to like, I want to be sitting in that seat and I want to have the respect and power and 
calm and like I want to have the healing that that person has because if I had that then maybe I would be worthy if I was helping make a difference in other people's lives then maybe I would be worthy of self-love and all of this thing so it can start to get a little tricky from the very beginning mm. yeah so um at least in my understanding the first thing to like acknowledge is that um we really can't heal anyone the only person we can heal is ourselves and i'm reminding myself this now is the only person i can heal is myself um it and we really, if we understand it, when I understand it correctly, or from a higher perspective, I guess, is um, I wouldn't want to heal anyone else. It's so disempowering to do someone else's healing for them. Mm -hmm. Now, for every time that they need a healing, they're dependent on someone else to do it for them. Mm -hmm. um, it's that, like, age-old adage... You don't want to give a man fish. You want to teach him how to fish. Mm -hmm. And really, uh, a world full of fishermen is going to be a well-fed world. Um, as opposed to a world with one fisherman and thousands and thousands and thousands of fish buyers. <laughs> That's a really good way to illustrate like the difference between what... What sort of the death cult we call the death cult? <laughs> We've mentioned this before. The death cult is like, you know. The mainstream agenda, the materialist, money-making, earth-plundering. Yeah, the death like cult. The death cult. They want, like, everything, that, your purpose is to consume and die. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the death cult. So we're all from the West and, you know, most of the world now is programmed with this, like, mentality of, okay, Everything that I need to do has to be like making me money or giving me status or giving me material things or like enhancing, you know, this, this materialism, really. A lot of what can happen at the beginning when you start to feel this calling to work in spirituality or psychedelics as a guide or whatever is this feeling of, okay, I've done this a few times. I'm ready to be of service. I'm, I don't need to be a student anymore. I'm going to, you know, go lead ceremonies or hand out medicine or I'm going to be an integration coach and I don't have any experience integrating my own my own journeys. That thinking around it is coming from old programming. So if you take your old programming and you put a spiritual like outfit on it, it's mm. still the old programming <laughs> from the death cult. Mm. So deciding that you're going to change your job to a spiritual job and continue to like grind yourself into the ground and like work in a way that doesn't serve your your well-being or like sacrifice your time so much that you are starting to get sick or all of these ways that we've seen people who are trying to get spiritual careers going work because being self-employed can be really difficult and it's like a hard process that is something to watch out for like the <laughs> the sh the sheep and wolf's clothing is that right wolf and sheep's clothing mm. where okay, you now have this new awareness, but you're doing the same things you were doing before just with, you know, a spiritual outfit. And dressed on. up as something else. Right, exactly. So that's one thing to keep in mind. Yeah, and, um, well, it's important, I think, to, 
to remind ourselves that we're the only person that we can really heal and that we need to take care of ourselves mm-hmm. because if we don't take care of ourselves, how are we going to be able to hold space for someone else to take care of themselves? How are we going to be a good example for someone to, to learn from? How are we going to be able to be of service if we're, if we're not filling our glass up, right? That's another one that's said a lot is like, how are you going to pour from an empty cup? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's true. Like to, um, well, I, I worked in like the fitness industry for a long time. So I have a lot of fitness metaphors, (laughs) but um, like the output is like the training, right? You're running, you're weightlifting, your sports practice, whatever it is, like your, your physical activity. And that needs to be matched with your recovery like are you stretching are you eating well are you drinking enough water are you getting a lot of sleep because training no matter how good it is that you're not recovering from is not good training and you're just going to grind yourself into nothing and immediately get diminishing results and it's the same thing with the with the healing that if all of our eggs are in the basket of taking care of other people then our taking care of our self basket is just getting emptier and emptier and our our pitcher is getting less and less and less full so then we show up to be in service and we really don't have anything worth giving because we're empty and we're dry and we're needing a nap so it's important to to take care of ourselves if we want to to do any of that i was thinking about the medicine experience recently of how the medicine experience, the journey where people become awakened, gets so much attention and so much credit. And because it's the catalyst for changing mm. whatever, it's changing your awareness, it's it's expanding your consciousness, it's changing your perspective. It, it is like the big bang of you becoming awake in your life and really shifting your course into a different way of living. But what I am really interested in is what is your integration story? What is the after story? Like what happened after the medicine? What are you doing with that big bang? What are you doing with that big energy explosion in your life? And how are you taking that energy and putting it into yourself so that you can inspire other people to have their own, you know, awakening with medicine or not? It's so interesting. That's such a good metaphor because like if we think about our day, we don't walk around telling people like it was 6:54 and 37 seconds the alarm went off. <laughs> and like, you know, you know you know that alarm. <laughs> and I was sleeping on my left side and I rolled over and like the sun was like kind of here and I like you know, I realized I'm no longer asleep. <laughs> like what no one cares about that yes we get it we all woke up (laughs) so it's like what's what's the meat and potatoes is like what did you do after you woke up how did you spend the rest of that day how did you what did you do and uh the integration is the same thing it's like okay now that the alarm has gone off now that you're awake like what did you do with your day that's that's the juicy bit yeah so So committing to doing spiritual work and like being a spiritual facilitator or professional or bringing a spiritual alignment to whatever your 
currently doing and it doesn't this doesn't necessarily have to only be about like vocations or jobs or careers we are talking about this because the majority of our clients are people who are in spiritual service in some way or wanting to be in spiritual service and we recognize that like we actually want to help you be the best spiritual service person that you can be. We want you to be so integrated and so healed in yourself that that is spilling out onto your clients and mm. spilling out into, you know, the coffees that you make at the coffee shop you own or whatever your work is, because we spend so much time at work. Like it, it's not surprising that people are called to want to work in healing professions. Mm especially when you have been through some kind of traumatic like death cult exit where you went to a retreat and you woke up and you're like um are we know a person who uh, used to be like a logger who cut down trees for a living and after they met their spiritual selves decided they were going to shift into planting trees instead of cutting them down mm. and that like having that spiritual impact in that industry in that way is really amazing. Uh -huh. It's like, you don't have to become a shaman to have a spiritual impact on the world and the people around you. That's right. The, um, we have, well, part of the, this death cult programming is that, um, the value is in what you do for a living, how you make your money. Right. Right. I mean, how many conversations have you had when you meet a new person and, you're like, hi, I'm John there. I'm so-and-so. The next breath is, so what do you do? Mm -hmm. Because it's the thing that we have been told that matters so much. Mm -hmm. Well, a healer, a real healer, the good healers that we've all met is not something that they clock in at nine and clock out at five and then they go back to, you know, whatever the fuck they were doing before they woke up they are they've become a healer and that vibration is with them it's part of their being and it's in the way they cook their food it's in the way that they share their water it's the way that they drive it's the way that they are in the grocery store all of these things are like are really making a big impact that's the smile that you give to someone that you pass in the street um, you know, because if you're driving down the freeway, flicking people off and then going into your, your Reiki session and trying to help people heal with energy, like, well, what are you really doing? Yeah, the, the reason that people resonate with facilitators and shamans and healers of all types is because of the vibration that they carry. Mm -hmm. And they're, if you're truly a healer, Meaning that you have a healing effect on people, whether, well, really what it means is that spirit is using you to heal other mm -hmm. people. So that's through your words, your actions, your presence, your energy, your power is being used to inspire other people to heal themselves. Mm -hmm. That's really the definition, the way that we believe as you can be a, the most effective healer is by inspiring people by how you live and how you are and who you are. Mm. And we, I always think about our teacher, Salvador, who would never call himself a shaman. Mm. I've never heard him call himself a shaman. He says, you're the shaman. <laughs> or they say, so you're the shaman. Uh, that's what they call me. <laughs> that's what they call me. 
But he's not going around handing out business cards to people saying, <laughs> like, yes, huh, I'm a professional shaman. And most of all of the shamans that we know are the same way. They're, they sing, they build fires, they drink medicine, they care for the family. They take care of their families. It's the way they raise their children. It's the way that they treat each other, the way that they are working on themselves through the medicine path. Mm. And they happen to provide retreats to people who want to experience that, but that's how they live. And that is very inspiring to us because that's how we are trying to carry our own medicine is through the way that we interact with people and, you know, the services that we provide being in that same regard as we want to help other people feel inspired to heal themselves. And we happen to have skills and tools and all kinds of stuff that we can teach you to help you do that. But really the way to follow this path, if you want to be a healer, you want to be a psychedelic coach, you want to be an integration person, whatever, whatever the job is, the path to working with medicines or working in spirituality or working in a healing profession is to sit in your own spiritual practices, mm. develop your own personal relationship with medicines that you want to be in service with and asking spirits to guide you in your path for your own personal healing. Because if you're not investing in yourself in that way and you're not doing that work yourself, you cannot do it for other people. You just can't. <laughs> I know y'all been to that doctor, right? Like... You're like, Doc, I feel fucked up. I need some help. And this doctor, you're looking at this doctor, is like a little bit overweight. He's got bags under their eyes. They're like, they don't look good. No. And, then, and they're telling you what to do with your life. And you're like, what in the fuck? <laughs> I don't need to listen to this, this Yahoo at all. Like, you want, you seek out people who have what you want. So you want the person telling you, making some suggestions, saying this is a good way to be healthy in your life is from a healthy person because you can see that they live it. And being a healer is the same way. If when we're, when we're taking good care of ourselves, when we're, when we're in a high vibration, we don't have to advertise. We don't have to try to tell people like, hey, look, this is this is what's going on. People are wanting to know what's going on with that. How can I get some? What did you do? And you can share your your gifts. Well, this is what's working for me. And not trying to convince anyone of anything, but just sharing, hey, this is what works for me and try it on for size, see if it works for you. Mm -hmm. And chances are, there's going to be a good mix of people that it's whatever works for you. Wow, that really works for them too. And some other people that like, no, that doesn't work at all. Mm -hmm. And great. There's a million different paths to the center. And um, be, being a healer is about finding yours and walking it and creating that path. So when someone comes behind you, they see they don't see a ton of tall grass wondering which way to go, but they can see, ah, this is where I want to go. This is the way I want to go to get there. And someone else has walked it. Let me follow behind them. Mm -hmm. It's making it a well-trodden path so that others who want to follow have some support and have some um, 
they can see a little bit further on the path. But there's, there's no way, as you guys know, there's no way to walk a path for someone else. There's no way to walk for anyone. They have to, each step has to be taken by the individual and each um, journey must be a journey done really in some ways alone. It's so amazing when you start really putting your energy and time into your own, doing your own work, whatever that looks like for you. Like it might be working with an integration coach. It might be doing some physical practices. It might look like meditation. It should look like meditation because meditation is the cornerstone of (laughs) any spiritual practice. Like, I don't know. I know there are people who don't meditate and I don't know how. I really don't know how they. I bet make they that do. Work. I bet they do, though, because like, we were just watching this uh, Mr. Rogers movie, right? And he wasn't sitting down like in the lotus position with his eyes closed. No, but that was, boy went swimming every morning. Yeah, he was swimming and he was praying. Yeah. He John said this really great thing about that that he was like, you know, I think Mr. Rogers' purpose was to do those spiritual practices to have those do those prayers and say those prayers for those people and like do the swimming and keep his own vibration so high that he was able to you know make this show that affected like millions of people's lives the, and, and the show is like the effects of doing that other stuff yeah. it's not people look at the um, people look at the end result and say i want that mm-hmm. but it's all the little stuff that i I think that he put his attention and, and priorities in that allowed those other things to exist. Because I know at least, well, I don't know about him really, but I know that that's the way for me is like when I'm taking care of myself, when I'm doing my practices, then I'm able to do those, those other things that, you know, affect other people. But if I don't take care of myself first, then it... I'm not able to do any of those things. And, you know, it's interesting with, like, being a healer, it's like you're... Well, you're, in some ways, you're asking for a responsibility, for Absolutely. more responsibility, right? Absolutely. I want I want to be of service to other people. So the way I understand it is, well, Spirit's going to look down and see, like, well, okay, how are you taking care of the responsibilities you have now? And we're all responsible to ourselves first, right? So... Okay, if I'm if I can't take good care of myself, why would I get anything else to take care of? Mm-hmm. So it starts with okay, I can take care of myself. Okay, I can take care of my home. I can take care of my family. Okay, I can take care of my coworkers. Okay, I can take care of the plants and the animals uh, around me. I can take care of the land. I can take care of the water. Okay, now that I'm getting all of that dialed in, okay, let's send some people your way to you can help take care of them too but in another weightlifting metaphor right it's like um you wouldn't load 400 pounds on the bar until you've shown that you can do 300 pounds and you don't get the 300 pounds until you've shown that you can do 200 and before that 100 and before that the empty bar well because if you don't do the empty bar well and you put 400 pounds on there it's not going to end real nice. <laughs> you will be crushed. <laughs> so the point of all of this is to really encourage you to explore this calling to 
say from people who work in this field and who are doing you know spiritual work healing work we need people to share their gifts that is the whole point of us doing any of this integration any of the coaching that we do is to empower other people to find their calling and their vision and to walk into it uh-huh. that is the only reason we we do this and because we you know we love doing <laughs> we love doing this work and really yeah like well as we're talking about this in some ways this work is a little bit selfish because in doing this podcast we get to explore this for ourselves and Mm -hmm. we get to be students of this and we get to understand this topic a little bit deeper and if that spills out and is able to help someone then great we really feel good about this but all of this integration stuff is to help us first and foremost integrate it's part of our practice to sit with ourselves and to always be students and always be well like there's the the healer and the patient right Mm -hmm. but we really are doing this because it's part of what we do to take care of ourselves as patients and we're hoping that like we were saying with the path that other people some people out there are going to resonate with it and say okay that i'll vibe in that way too but really this is what our integration looks like (laughs) yeah i was just thinking like we were talking about spirit giving you you know if you ask spirit i want to be a healer or i want to help other people i want to be in service the experience that i had by doing that was okay here's a bunch of stuff that you have to heal (laughs) here's some stuff that you need to heal using medicine as your partner your healing partner but the main healing is going to happen in your integration practice. If you mm. want to be an integration coach for others, you will need to do, do this in your own life. <laughs> and it took me months to understand that that's what was happening. I was really focused on, you know, starting our, our psychedelic practice. And like, I was doing all of the things that you do when you are trying to start a small business. I was really overworking myself and I was ignoring pain signals from my body. And I was not I was repressing feelings and doing all these things that I really could not continue doing if I wanted to actually have my work succeed and be successful at it and so I started looking into myself and instead of putting my focus on how to build a business I was like how do I build a beautiful life that I love how do I feel good in my body how do I take care of my relationship with John? How do I take care of my friendships? How do I be in harmony with, you know, the land that we live on? And how do I, we got a cat. (laughs) We got a cat so we could have a pet to love and take care of. And we really are always in a place of having this beginner's mind of, yes, I have walked many, many ceremonies with these amazing medicines and I don't know shit about shit. (laughs) I don't know shit about shit because when I remember that I don't know shit about shit, it helps me relax and it reminds me that the universe has my back Mm. and that I am being cared for by the universe and that the reason that we were called to do this work is because we're able to help people through this this means of spirit working through us. I think think a lot of the... um, A lot of part of being the... A good healer is like staying in the shit. Mm-hmm. It's like 
it's kind of heavy, right? It's mm-hmm. like you don't you don't want to go to some healer who's like never had any fucking problems and never knows what it's like. Well, well, thirty years ago I had a bunch of problems and now I've been exalted and right. and joyful and high vibe only ever since then. Mm-hmm. You want someone that's like, yeah, last week the same shit happened to me right. and like this is how I'm vibing with it right now. Yeah. Does that like I'm navigating it? Does that work for you? Mm-hmm. And so this like. This desire to be a healer is like, um, well, it's like any any profession, right? It's like you want to be a doctor in the Western medicine. You got to go through a lot of school, mm-hmm. and like you work long hours, and it's hard. Yeah. And it's and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's rewarding and it's nice. And we, this is the same way. Yeah, like, we definitely want to bust the myth of spiritual work being a coach is like some get rich quick career (laughs) you're getting just money while you sleep and you're sitting on the beach doing ceremonies and blessing people's lives all day like it Mm. does not look like that at all i think well at least in my journey it's been about well every person needs what they need to survive right so we need our our resources enough money to to live and eat and take care of ourselves in a good way. Um, but it, a lot of the journey for me has been like not needing anything more than that. It's been about like just accepting that that all just having those needs met is enough and living simply and humbly. And I think that a lot of the... Um, a lot of the really powerful healers that I've known live in that way because it it frees them up to focus on the things that are important, how they treat the people, the smiles they give, the way that they hold space, the kind words that they share. When we're so wrapped up in all the accumulating of things that are transitory, all the material possessions we don't even get to take with us when we leave, then... We don't have as much energy left over to um, for spirit to work with and for for our understanding of the power of the smile to to deepen right the um, we were talking about <laughs> someone we know who wants to be a healer the other day and from our perspective it seems like um this person thought like being the shaman being the healer meant like acquiring metaphysical powers and like really doing all this like witchcraft and magic and everything like that and um the real power is in the hug in the smile in the space holding and the making people laugh accepting people and loving them for just how they are and seeing them as a beautiful expression of divinity in the middle of whatever mess that they're in and that is the real magic and again to see someone else as a beautiful piece of divinity in their mess is just the only way is to first see yourself as a beautiful piece of divinity worthy of all the love and acceptance and joy and peace in the world while you're in the middle of your mess (laughs) and so with that in mind Remember that this is not going to happen overnight, like especially if you're transitioning from, you know, we a lot of our clients say kind of the same kind of thing. 
I, I, I'm in a job I don't like, or I'm in a career path that I don't like, and I want to change it. I want to live in a radically different way. I want to live in, I want to live in an intentional community with people and like make art and, you know, have land. And like a lot of people have the same kind of dream. Mm. And it's the same dream that we have is living in community with people who are sharing their strengths and teaching each other and being family together. Mm. And the way to, it's like, if you think about, okay, I want to live in this, you know, utopian commune (laughs) with people, it, it feels very far away from your present moment. And when you focus on like, I don't have this thing. I don't have this community. I don't have this job. I hate my job. I hate everything I'm doing. You're setting your thoughts are setting you up for a vibration of that to continue and to call in more of like that feeling down. And it's that, that vibration will drag you down and keep you from taking the action that you need to take to actually create that for yourself. So how you can start to create it is, is being present with what you already have in your moment, your current job, whatever it is, mm. and bringing your light to that place. We say infiltrate the system with your light. Mm. Like that's where you start is uh-huh. starting with yourself, starting with spiritual practices, developing those in your own life and doing them, not thinking about, well, I should meditate or I should journal or I should, you know, sing or dance or whatever, the whatever you like to do, actually do it. Mm. And starting with like the first little step these kinds of changes take time and they take a gradual continuous practice think about it like this let's say that you discover that you have a magical talent with the violin and you play the violin and you realize like i could be really amazing at this violin you wouldn't expect to play the violin once and not get a violin. And then like six months later, you're supposed to have some big concert in front of a bunch of people and you've never practiced. You don't know how to actually play it. You can tell that it's something that resonates when you hold it. It feels good. It felt good. Mm. That's the same way the medicine experiences. The medicines are showing you what's possible Mm -hmm. in your heart. And like when you're aligned with yourself, what you could be doing with your Mm. life, what your life could look like, what it, what it wants to look like. Uh And it, when you think about like that as an instrument, the way that people get really good at playing instruments is practicing. They spend their time practicing. They listen to other people playing. They learn from teachers. Yeah. They invest in getting lessons. They are, I want to play the violin. I'm going to learn how to play the violin. I'm going to practice and then I'm going to play and I'm going to make people happy and myself happy by making this beautiful music. Mm. It's a dance that you have to do. It's not something that's going to happen overnight just because you take a class or get a certificate or even get a degree. It's a, it's a spiritual path that you have to walk in your actual life. And it starts wherever you are, right? It's like with the same analogy, you know, if you want to play the violin, you wouldn't sit around and say, well, if I can, if I can first get into Carnegie Hall, then <laughs> I can finally be a good violin player. Right. You become the good violin player, then you get into Carnegie Hall. Mm-hmm. And similarly, you don't wait around until the community shows up, until the, um, you have the job as the whatever, until you do until you're doing the thing you find a way in your current situation mm-hmm. to you're making coffee for people 
bless the coffee before you give it to them. Mm -hmm. You're checking people out of the grocery store, like smile at those people, tell them to have a beautiful day, look them in the eyes, tell them thanks for shopping here. Whatever it is, find a way in your job, your life, your existence right now that you can already be that healer. I think so. there's so many things that people think they have to do before they can start doing the work that they want to do. And like John was saying, it starts in your life. It starts in the interactions that you have with other people. It starts by you being the medicine huh. that you, you putting out what you want to receive. So if you are, you know, wanting to be a coach, start holding space for people when you're having conversations with them. Have you ever been coached? You might want to get a coach if you want to be a coach so you understand what that looks like in practice. Mm. Reading about it is great. Watching videos is great. Getting certificates is great. And the real way that you learn how to be a coach is by interacting with people and holding space for them and being a mirror so that they can come to the answers that they have inside themselves. Mm. Because that's what a good coach does is they hold space for you and help you find a perspective that is different than the one that you can see. Uh -huh. And that's all it takes is someone holding up a mirror and saying, what if you looked at yourself this way instead? It's a very subtle, beautiful thing to hold space for someone. And so you don't have to like burn your life down and quit your job and move to Ecuador. <laughs> And, you know, go live in a medicine commune to start doing this work now. You can do it wherever you are. You can do it in your present job. And start start looking for teachers. Start looking for people to work with who you respect and trust and start learning from them. There's tons of different kinds of coaches and, you know, facilitators who are doing psychedelic work, doing spiritual work in all different kinds of ways. If you're interested in Reiki... Start working with people who do Reiki. Start giving, start receiving Reiki. If you're interested in, you know, carrying medicine, find a medicine family that you trust and respect and find out what their, how, what is their teaching path? What is their road to being that, that kind of healer? And start to understand what the commitment is to really be in service in this way. Because it's not just, you know, do a few ceremonies and you're ready to be the leader it's continue and plan to continue doing ceremonies for yourself forever because if you want to work with plant medicine having a solid relationship with the medicine the medicines are there to teach you they are your very best teacher because that's what they're for they're here to wake us up and to show us okay look at yourself and now go out into the go out into the world and be the medicine. So, yeah, thanks for joining us today. And thanks for considering all the, the different, um, all the different topics and facets of wanting to work as a healer that we've been exploring. And mm -hmm. thanks for listening to us. We'd love to hear, like, what your perspective is or what some things that we missed are or like s some differences in your journey with between ours. Mm -hmm. So yeah, drop some comments somewhere and <laughs> help us to explore what it means to be a healer a little further. If you resonate with our teaching and the way that we work with 
psychedelics and integration, we would love to invite you to apply for Rise in the Line. It's our four-month psychedelic transformation program. It's open now for enrollment, and we are booking calls with prospective future clients. And we would love to share more about this program with you. It starts in January. And so enrollment is open now. And if you are interested in pursuing your own integration and transformation work with plant medicines as your guide, we would love to help you walk on that path um, as your coach. So if you're interested in that, you can visit our website. It's mysticalheartcollective.com. And we would love to connect with you. Yeah. So thanks again for joining us. We hope you have a blessed day and we hope you share those blessings with everyone you run into. Oh. Peace. Later, family.